Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Goats have home lives too. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Rich Eisen. Hello, Rich Eisen. Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. Welcome to the program. Great to be sitting in for Rich again. I will do my best not to destroy what he has worked so hard to build on this show over the years. And any show I am fortunate enough to host, hopefully by now if you've heard me here yesterday or on other platforms over the years, I do my best to not bludgeon you with guests. So just one per hour in 20 minutes, we'll take you across the NFL with Josh Alper. ProFootballTalk.com. The countdown to kickoff for the national semifinals in college football is underway. Let me lean over and hit the button. Now it's officially underway. So we'll get you fully lined up for Alabama, Cincinnati, Georgia, and Michigan coming up in the next hour of the program. We talk college football with Dan Wilkin of USA Today. Final hour, much more NFL with Lindsey Jones of The Athletic. The goal is to be interactive I am a radio guy. I read the phone number with purpose and intensity. 1-844-204-RICH. 1-844-204-RICH. If you are shy, I know I'm intimidating. Or if you're just wondering, who is this guy yelling at me and you don't want to deal with me? I understand. I'm merely keeping the chair warm until Rich and the guys get back from their much-deserved vacation on Monday. You can always chime in on social media. Twitter is always a good avenue to get involved. B.W. Weber, Weber with two B's. And a reminder, I know especially given where we are on the calendar, New Year's Eve Eve. you got a lot to get done before the end of the year. I'm only asking for three hours. That's not a grand overreach, right? you got 24 hours in a day. I'm only looking for three as a commitment Moving forward, but if you have to walk away from the radio or if you happen to be in a town where you're having difficulty tracking us down on the radio, remember, you can take us wherever you go with the Odyssey app. It is terrific. Let's jump right in with the NFL, and hopefully, if I don't burn down the house metaphorically in my remaining six hours of content, because you got to put up with me again tomorrow, maybe someday I'll get an opportunity to sit in for Rich on the simulcast on Peacock, and I can hang out with my guy, Del Tufo. But if I'm ever on a platform in which you can see me, 
be a lot of makeup. I'm talking pounds and pounds and pounds, even if you're streaming. The camera's not kind when you get to your early 50s. Secondly, I have way too much paper, and that's just sort of my process. That's my way of feeling organized coming into a radio program because it probably is clear I'm not reading. It would take a team of writers to come up with the nonsense that I'm spewing. I know that. So as I was mapping out the program last night, the focus of the monologue, where is Ed McMahon to go, Ohio when I need him, was going to be Aaron Rodgers. And then within the last two hours, we got the news from Pittsburgh that Ben Roethlisberger has effectively confirmed that the Monday night game coming up against the Browns would have the possibility of being his last home game as a member of the Steelers unless they can somehow sneak into the playoffs. So, not a grand surprise. I'll read you the quote. This has been out there for the last three weeks, really been out there for the last three years if you've watched the decline of Ben Roethlisberger. But Adam Schefter of ESPN had the report a few weeks ago that Roethlisberger had already told friends, confidants, and people within the Steeler organization that this was going to be the final run. So he makes it semi-official with a little bit of a hedge. I'll read you the quote in a moment. So we'll start Roethlisberger, then we'll segue to Rodgers, and there's a firm connection, maybe as directly as, could Aaron Rodgers be the next quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? And since I'm very lucky to be somebody who gets the phone call during the holidays, hey, can you come in and work? I've been on the air since last Friday, and this is a topic that I had been foreshadowing because you do your best to look around corners and not just react to things happening in the moment. So as I was going through the schedule last week before Roethlisberger looked like he was 147 years old again in that beatdown applied by the Chiefs. Remember, they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Clyde Edward Elaire got hurt in the game. It did not slow down the Chiefs at all because they appear to be completely locked in, picking up their eighth consecutive win. But as I was looking ahead to this weekend, a few transitional moments stood out to me. And we'll talk about the future of Russell Wilson coming up in the next hour of the program. If you haven't glanced at the schedule, that's okay. That's my job. And you probably aren't paying much attention to Seattle because they've imploded unless you are a member of 12 Nation or live and die with all the ups and downs of the franchise. It's Seattle at 5-10, and 10, Detroit 2-12-1. Remember, the one was against the Steelers, but there is a possibility that could be Russell Wilson's last game in Seattle as a member of the Seahawks because they wrap up the regular season on the road. That stood out to me, but there's a lot more conjecture and speculation about Russell Wilson, and his career is not going to be over irrespective of what happens in the offseason. That game jumped out to me, as did the Monday nighter between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, given the real probability it would be Roethlisberger's last appearance at home wearing a Steeler uniform unless Pittsburgh can slide into the playoffs and take advantage of the expanded format with the additional wild card added into the mix last year. So as Ben addressed the media today, and of course, because it's Ben, there's always going to be a little bit of inherent drama acknowledging, I'll read the wire copy verbatim as a fake news guy, acknowledging he doesn't speak in definites or guarantees, Roethlisberger said the game Monday night against Cleveland likely will be his final home regular season game with the Steelers, mentioning there's still the possibility, although it's faint, of being a playoff team. 
but wanted to be upfront saying that this could be the chance to say goodbye, thanks Steeler Nation in person, and none of this is surprising, including the mild hedge about no definites or guarantees. Because if you want to be critical of Ben, there are some components that can be easily seized upon, and we know over the years he has enjoyed having drama around him. He had a weekly radio appearance in Pittsburgh in which just about every week he'd come on and go, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get on the field. You know, now I have the hip injuries. Whatever it was, there was a degree of uncertainty. And a it'll be a game-time decision for Ben. And more times than not, he would be on the field because however you view him, you have to give him a lot of credit for the beating he has taken over the years, in part because the style of football that he plays, always looking to extend the play and hanging tough to the very end and then taking another shot that he was able to absorb because we had not seen a lot of quarterbacks like Ben prior to his arrival in Pittsburgh coming out of Miami of Ohio. Big, thick dude. And clearly, he could have gotten in better shape. And had he made that decision years ago at the age of 39, he might not be talking about retirement. And I know it's unfair because Tom Brady has changed the standard for everyone pushing 45. But I just want to get into optics and be superficial. Does Tom Brady look like he's in his mid-40s? And I live here in Southern California where everybody has fake hair. And Botox is a requirement to get a driver's license. (laughs) And teeth whitening is more important than paying your mortgage. But just from the standpoint of the eyeball test, Brady looks like he's 35. 28? Not nearly approaching a 45th birthday next year. And beyond vanity, he's not playing like somebody midway through his 40s. So Roethlisberger is much more your prototypical aging quarterback. That's what quarterbacks used to look like 35, 37, 39 before Brady changed the standard. But it is fair to point out because there was a lot of hype surrounding Roethlisberger, quote-unquote, getting into better shape when he arrived at Steeler training camp this summer. I'll give you an old-school reference because I don't know who the modern comp would be. He certainly wasn't Jack LaLanne, right? Ben never seemingly took fitness that seriously, but other than perhaps costing him a few years, and look, he's made it all the way to 39. That's a heck of a run in professional football. But if there was more of a commitment to fitness, he potentially could have had a longer career and probably would have been in better condition at the end of these seasons because that's been the issue in recent years. Just go back to last year. And it wasn't just on Ben, but the overall arc of the Steelers reflects, to a degree, his career. Red-hot team. Nobody could touch him early on. That long winning streak to start the year, and then they faded down the stretch and got destroyed by Cleveland in that playoff game. So, undeniably, Roethlisberger, first ballot Hall of Famer. Two Super Bowls changes everything, and we'll connect that to Aaron Rodgers in a moment. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. It's the Rich Eisen Show. 1-844-204-RICH. You can hit me up on Twitter. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. In less than 15 minutes, we will dig deeper into the NFL when we're joined by Josh Alper from ProPootFallTalk.com. 
Roethlisberger, the two rings. The question becomes, if you want to be a cynic, given all of the talent surrounding him, just pick a year over the last five years. Go back to the Le'Veon Bell being the most versatile running back in all of football. Antonio Brown, while he's slightly nuts, was a little bit more manageable when Mike Tomlin was the head coach. And that supporting cast surrounding those marquee players on both sides of the football, we never talk about defense, but other than this year, the Steelers have been so solid defensively for decades. I think it's fair to point out that the Steelers probably should have won even more championships with the full understanding that they play in the AFC. That means they ran into the Patriot dynasty. So history is going to judge Roethlisberger very kindly. Two rings, longevity. You want to do Mount Rushmore stuff. Terry Bradshaw has the preeminent spot because of the four rings, but Roethlisberger, much better numbers. Most young people only know Terry for yucking it up on Fox. If you look into the particulars of his career, remember He threw a ton of interceptions and was not asked to do that much because of the Steel Curtain defense and because of Franco Harris. So Ben, a transcendent talent. Still, I'm not just trying to be the contrarian fill-in guy. I think it is a fair assessment to say, given all the talent on both sides of the football, Roethlisberger's run in Pittsburgh probably should have included at least one, maybe two more Super Bowls understanding the caliber of opponents they face within the division, all the wars against Baltimore, and more important, the Patriot dynasty simultaneously. But if we're talking about two rings, doesn't that change everything for Aaron Rodgers as we make the transition to the other pseudo-retirement conversation that popped up yesterday as Rodgers addressed the media? The only time we hear from him now is by his own choosing. When he goes on the Pat McAfee show and rambles at times incoherently about science and other things that he does not have a full comprehension of, or when he has his general media availability. So the question was thrown out there about his future, and Rogers said effectively, I'm not going to create more drama. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not going to make this a long, protracted agonizing period of time in the offseason. When I make up my mind, I'm going to make up my mind quickly. He acknowledged in passing that retirement could be an option. Come on. Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, should win the MVP award again. Have you looked at his numbers as of late? Brilliant. He's not going anywhere, but because Rodgers loves the, to use his phrase, beautiful mystery, of course he threw it out there because that generates a little bit more buzz. But if we're thinking about history and how we'll look back at quarterbacks in this era 20, 25 years from now, Rodgers has a wonderful niche already carved out. In my mind, he's the most skilled quarterback in my lifetime. And as we were talking about the passing of John Madden yesterday, I'm old enough to remember when Madden and the Raiders beat the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. So that gives you the framework of how long I've been watching football and paying attention. Nobody has had the full range of abilities of Aaron Rodgers, but we judge quarterbacks based on championships. And, for example, when John Elway won those Super Bowls with the help of Terrell Davis, that changed everything in terms of his legacy. So Rodgers has a lot to play for 
this year and moving forward. If he gets that second ring, then the fanboys like myself can make a much stronger case that he's top three, top five quarterbacks of all time. The other thing to be mindful of, he's in the same era now as Mahomes. And Mahomes has a real shot of picking up a second ring before the age of 25. And barring an injury, he's going to put up video game numbers moving forward. So Rodgers is well aware of what's on the line. This is a legacy-shaping season beyond what he could pick up next year wherever he's playing. But let the parlor game begin. And there had been the Pittsburgh rumblings earlier when he threw out something about, hey, Mike Tomlin looks like a fun coach to play for. So the Steelers now are going to be in the quarterback business. We've had Denver thrown out there in the past, also connected potentially to Russell Wilson. And I'll give you Miami. Why would Aaron Rodgers, if he's leaving Green Bay, if you believe that relationship is fractured and cannot be repaired, why would he not give serious consideration to getting to Florida? I'm not just doing the lazy, hey, Tom Brady's old, he looks good in the month of December with the warm weather, same thing for Rodgers, but doesn't it feel like the Dolphins are winning in spite of Tua? That defense is terrific. You throw in a couple more playmakers, maybe Devontae Adams is going with Rodgers wherever he goes. I think Rodgers to Miami is very interesting as we're not even done with the regular season. We have the postseason still to come, but because Rodgers is a content creation machine, we are already talking about landing spots and... Ben Roethlisberger probably not going to get as much media play as he deserves because of the halo effect of Rodgers going back to yesterday. And more important, we've known this was coming. It was just a matter of time, and Ben made it all but official earlier today. The number to call is one 204 rich Twitter is lighting up. I'll check out your tweets coming up. That's B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. In 25 minutes, we'll make the move to college football connected to the pros with all the openings about to pop up amongst head coaches getting fired in the NFL. Are we going to hear the name of Jim Harbaugh potentially heading back to professional football straight ahead? More Ben Roethlisberger analysis. If, in fact, this is the end, what are the Steelers going to do under center next year? We take you across the NFL with Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com. Just getting warmed up on an active Thursday. Great to have you with us. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich. It's the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Brian Weber back with you. In for Rich Eisen, it's the Rich Eisen Show. one 204 rich is the phone number. Open for business on Twitter. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. In less than 20 minutes, we'll make the move to college football. We're going to hear any rumblings about Jim Harbaugh heading back to the pros, especially if he wins a national championship and has completed the Full turnaround within the alma mater program at Michigan. And we'll get you fully lined up for the games coming up tomorrow, national semifinals, in the next hour of the program when we check in with Dan Wolken, national columnist for USA Today. Now let's say hello to a good friend, talk NFL with Josh Alper from ProFootballTalk.com. Josh, thanks for taking the time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you, and I'm glad you're in a good frame of mind Let's start in Pittsburgh, and you and I have talked about a succession plan or lack thereof for the Steelers at the quarterback position for a few years now. I'm not trying to be too obvious to say, well, they've known that Ben is getting older. He's injury prone. Shouldn't they have a plan? Because as I think about how things play out around the league, well, the Patriots were well aware that Tom Brady was going to depart, or at least there was a strong probability, and they really didn't have a plan in place. So how do you view what the Steelers have done heading into what could be the last couple games of Roethlisberger's career? You know, it's it's a very hard thing to do. You pointed out the Patriots, and they, they tried to do it with Garoppolo, and, they, and they've tried to do it. They tried to do it with Ryan Mallett. Before that, they, they've had a lot of different guys run through there, Jacoby Brissett, who – have gone on to play some NFL football and, and varying degrees of success. And I think the Steelers tried some of that too. I mean, you, you know, you remember a couple of years ago, they went eight and eight with Mason Rudolph and, and Duck Hodges. And, and clearly Mason, you know, neither one of those guys is a long-term answer, but they, they haven't exactly been, you know, sending out some of the guys we've seen, you know, this season as, as sort of the COVID replacements where you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. They, 
they've had guys that can equip themselves, but to, to replace a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who's meant so much to that team and, and to bring in a player and basically do what the Packers have done with Jordan Love. I mean, you see all the, the issues that can create on its own. It's, you're not helping a team win in the short term and you have no real idea if you're going to help them in the long term. So it, it's a very delicate game to play. And it is one that they're going to have to seriously address. You know, they have, obviously, Rudolph is still there. They took a flyer on Dwayne Haskins. Uh, you know, there, there are teams that have approached it in a far worse way. I'll, I'll say that. I, I think that, you know, where you look at what the Patriots were at last year with, with Jared Stidham and, and Cam Newton, I, I don't know that the Steelers are really any, any worse off. And, you know, they're going to have some pieces to use, and, and they should still have a strong defense and, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think that it's going to be an interesting offseason of quarterback movement on a lot of fronts. Talking NFL with Josh Alper from Pro Football Talk. Josh, you heard me mention that there is a possibility NFL teams could make a run at Jim Harbaugh. Let's be grounded in what's already happening this week. Because of the new policy, teams with vacancies, and right now that's just the Jags and the Raiders can officially start interviewing coaching candidates, and that all started on Tuesday. Given this new timetable, are you surprised that no other coaching changes have been made to try to start the process? Not really. I, I think that it's – I think you could look at Chicago as, as a place where you're expecting to see a coaching change, but I, I'm, not too, I'm not too surprised. And I, and I think there's something to be said by not racing out of the gate and, and making – you know, making sure you make that first hire. I mean, look at Jacksonville last year. It, 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 they, they got dead set on Urban Meyer. I don't think they considered any other possibilities. And, and now they're looking for a coach again. And I, I think that there are times where you look at Frank Reich with the Colts as, as you know, as good as one of the best coaching hires of, of recent memory. Matt LaFleur with the Packers is another one where th- those guys weren't signed first out of the gate. They obviously – they they took some time and they took a little bit of casting a wider net. And, and I think the teams that do that tend to wind up making the better hires. And so I, I don't know that you need to race out of the gate and, and talk to people like I, I, I'll use Dan Quinn from the Cowboys as, this, as a, an example that if you're interested in Dan Quinn, you, you kind of know what he wants and, and who he is. And I think you'd rather let him, coach the Cowboys into the postseason and see what that brings. I, I don't think there's any need to, to race ahead of the line. I understand why the NFL has done this, but I, I do think that teams that take a more measured approach tend to wind up making wiser hires. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen. It's the Rich Eisen Show, taking you around the NFL with Josh Alper from Pro Football Talk. Josh, the Cowboy defense is generating a ton of buzz, understandably so, when you think about what Micah Parsons has done all year, a healthy Demarcus Lawrence. Cowboy offense had been stagnant prior to just the obliteration of the Washington football team on Sunday night. I know it was just Washington. I know they were playing on a short, short week, five days from Tuesday to Sunday. But was your takeaway on the offensive side of the football for Dallas that perhaps what we saw in that game would reflect they figured out their offensive issues? I think it's, it shows that they're taking a step. They're taking steps there. I think it. I think you see Ezekiel Elliott looks healthier. I think you see all those receivers that had been in and out of the lineup have now played a few games with all three of them there, and can can have some sense of how all those pieces fit. And, and I think the Dak looks 
looked the best he's looked all, you know, in, in at least in September. So I, I think that all of those things bode well uh, for for what what's to come for that team. And, and I think that they have a couple more weeks now to continue rounding into form before they're going to be, uh, you know, back on the hook, obviously, in that first round of the playoffs, unless Green Bay stumbles and, and Dallas wins their last two games and, and all of a sudden they're the team with that bye. I keep looking for teams that I can believe in that could potentially go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I have growing confidence in Tennessee, especially if they get Derrick Henry back based on what we saw with the return of A.J. Brown. Colts now are in the enigma stage of what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. So if I gave you Buffalo, and Josh Allen is just terrific, my issue with Buffalo is they're asking Allen to do so much. As you know, he was their leading rusher in the win over New England. Defensive inconsistency, and they can't run the football. That said, is Allen good enough to carry this team deep into the playoffs once more? I think Allen is good enough. I think the thing that, that would give me some pause about them being that team to go into Arrowhead is that as opposed to the Titans, and, and let's assume Derrick Henry's back and, and in, in full form, and the Colts with Jonathan Taylor, I don't know that they can control the ball mm-hmm. for the kind of time that we would need. And, and I think that you know, asking Allen to be the lead runner on top of everything else that he has to do is something that obviously the Bills can win and they can succeed doing that. But in, in a playoff situation, I, I would be much more comfortable if you were leaning on one or two backs and using them to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field for as long and as much of the game as possible. And I would almost say that I would like the Patriots' chances better in that situation simply because I've seen Bill Belichick come up with game plans to do things like that in the past. And you'd still, though, have confidence in Mac Jones, even though we've seen him take a major step back over the last three weeks? Uh, I, I wouldn't be betting on the Patriots, but I would. I would <laughs> but you're I would saying scheme that, and coaching, and they could coach I think around scheme that. Scheme and coaching are, are just vitally important because I, I think so much of it is about limiting the chances that Patrick Mahomes has to, to hurt you. And, and I think the Bills are, are a team that can struggle with that because we've seen them struggle with that against the, the Colts and Titans this season. Talking NFL with Josh Alper, Pro Football Talk. I mentioned the Carson Wentz situation. I was on the air as that news broke, so it seemed like a foregone conclusion on Tuesday. No Carson Wentz. And then three hours later, we get the updated policy from the NFL in conjunction with the NFLPA. They're going to follow the CDC outlook now, and the quarantine's down to five days. So, it is the quintessential game-time decision. Will Wentz be able to play in a very important game against the Raiders on Sunday? We saw how terrible Ian Book was on Monday Night Football. But if, in fact, it has to be Sam Ellinger under center for the Colts, couldn't they just give the ball to Jonathan Taylor another 10 times and ride with him? And, and I think they might have a shot at winning that game, even if it is Sam Ellinger. I would agree, and I, and I think today they got Darius Leonard back today. And yeah, great point, that, great point. That Colts defense, that Quentin Nelson's back on the offensive line, so is the other guard, Mark Lewinsky. They might have center Ryan Kelly back. I, I think you're right. I think that the Colts are a team that has, I mean, they won two weeks ago against New England with Carson Wentz completing five passes. I, I think you can beat the, the Raiders doing something similar. I, I would obviously prefer to have Wentz there, but I, I think that the Colts are – are a team that that uh, that is certainly built to win that way, and I and I think the entire thing, the entire issue that you bring up, it's it's one we saw Tyreek Hill 
last week came back and he didn't look like himself. This shorter quarantine time, these guys, some of these guys still are getting sick. They're getting better and they're getting cleared. But it's a very quick turnaround, especially when you're talking about possible respiratory issues that these guys aren't going to be 100%. And you may be better off not playing a 65% Carson Wentz if, if it's going to hinder your game plan and, and you can spend the whole week putting in a plan for Sam Ellinger that works a little bit better, quite frankly. Since I'm going to talk coaching coming up, help me get there. If the Vikings miss the playoffs, how much trouble could Mike Zimmer be in? I think it's. I think it feels like it's time for a change in Minnesota. It it, it just doesn't feel like it's working. It, there there are times where the team feels like it's ready to break out and and blow teams out, and they just can't seem to. It's it's such a conservative approach, and it, some of that may be a lack of belief in Kirk Cousins. But if that's the case, that, then I think you need to get people who are more on the same page and more willing to take advantage of the fact that you have guys like Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson on that offense and, and not make it be every game has to come down to the wire. And it, it, it just – it feels – all season it feels like the Vikings are just – just not – all the way in. And if you're not all the way in, you're all the way out. And it's time to get all the way in and, and bring in maybe a new voice that makes that kind, you know, that kind of commitment a possibility in a place where, frankly, it just seems like that, that middle ground is where Minnesota has staked itself for so long. And, and it's, it's just the worst kind of place to be because you're not swinging for the fences and you're not you know, bottoming out and, and getting better. So I, I, I think it's time to try something different in Minnesota. Josh, great information as always. Appreciate you taking the time to join me again today. Happy holidays and have a great new year. You too. Josh Alper, profootballtalk.com. Gave me the head fake off the top when I said, how are you? Good. (laughs) I don't often do the introductory. I usually jump right into the first question, but it is the holidays. Josh is unbelievably gracious and generous with his time. Anytime I'm lucky enough to be on the radio, Josh says yes, especially during the holidays. If you're available, that is your best ability. I'm going to talk more about Mike Zimmer's future coming up. Just want to put a footnote to what Josh was discussing surrounding the Colts situation. So we don't have any degree of certainty if Carson Wentz is going to be medically cleared. Great point about we overlook the fact that these players don't have the opportunity to practice. It's a respiratory, bronchial condition, football is all cardio, and if we're just talking about an X's and O's perspective, Carson Wentz, if you look at the overall profile this year, I know he was finally better on Christmas night against the slumping Cardinals, made a couple throws that were reminiscent of how well he started his career in Philadelphia, but if you're just going game by game, Carson Wentz has been a disaster. Great point about the return of Darius Leonard. The Colts won that game on Christmas night, missing 80% of their starting offensive line, and I have enough confidence in Jonathan Taylor. If they just gave him 5 to 10 more carries, I think they could beat the Raiders. We'll continue to put the playoff picture into focus. one 204 rich is the phone number. You can hit me up on Twitter. That's B.W. Weber. Weber with two Bs. Straight ahead, we will connect college football to the pros and get you set for... The national semifinals in college football coming up tomorrow. If Jim Harbaugh is able to lead his team past Georgia, then win a national title, would he be more or less likely to go back to the NFL? 
That's on the way. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50%. On the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. 1-844-204-RICH is our phone number. Twitter is always a good way to pass along your thoughts. They're not too drenched in venom. I'll read them on the air. At least process what you throw out there. And a reminder, if you ever can't track down the program on a local station, you can always catch the show on the Odyssey app. Back on the simulcast on Peacock coming up on Monday. As we get closer to the start of hour number two, we'll get back to the quarterback conversation. More thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger's likely impending retirement. At least that's what he acknowledged earlier today. The beautiful mystery tour of Aaron Rodgers, plus the futures of Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. Can I cover all four? A quartet. That will be on the agenda and then in the next hour of the program as well, coming up at 1.20 Eastern time, we'll dig deep into the particulars of the national semifinal matchups in college football tomorrow with Dan Wilkin, national columnist for USA Today. Before we get to the college football chat presently, announcement from ESPN, Roger Goodell is going to join Monday Night Football with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning coming up on Monday. So that game already had a lot of resonance because of the news that Roethlisberger generated today, acknowledging there's a strong likelihood, unless the Steelers can get into the playoffs or he changes his mind, decides to come back next year, the Steelers and the Browns on Monday night could be the last time he wears a Steeler uniform at home. Interesting Goodell. Now, I don't know the full press release, not in front of me, but the headline talks about the commissioner joining Peyton and Eli via Skype, presumably, and that's easy to do. That has been a terrific addition for a couple reasons. And we have professional courtesy within the industry, so I'm not going to 
rip any individual, but if you follow me on Twitter, I can't run away from tweets. I've been critical of the traditional broadcast. That booth does very little for me, especially when you're telling me it's Alan Cameron. You know, I'm just nitpicking, but if you're doing NFL play-by-play, you got to get the first names right. And beyond that, the chemistry, the amazing rapport of a pair of brothers has been terrific television. So I think it's twofold. For example, if it was Al Michaels and John Madden calling Monday Night Football, there would be less of a media reaction to just how great Eli and Peyton have been. Still, I'm not taking anything away from them. It's worked because it's organic, because of their chemistry, and because Eli is sneaky funny. Eli, over the years, said nothing and had almost a Forrest Gumpian quality to him, and I think some of that's by design. If you don't say anything at a press conference, we in the media have nothing to react to. Well, watching Eli in this relaxed setting do a great job of hassling Peyton Manning, I think he's been the hero of the show. Put it this way, if I asked you to drive cross-country, hopefully it's not raining as bad in wherever you are as it is here in Southern California. Yes, I want your empathy. I needed an umbrella today. But let's say it's a clear day and you're driving coast to coast. You imagine being in the car with Peyton Manning? He would be changing the radio dial every 10 seconds. He'd be telling you, look out for your blind spot. He'd basically commandeer the trip even if he was over there in the passenger seat. He would take the car in, have it retrofitted, and get those brakes and the additional steering wheel like we had in driver's ed in high school. Eli just seems like a cool, funny dude. But the only problem with the success of that show is you know what's coming. Because there are no new ideas, not only in media, but any form of entertainment. Every sport is now going to try to rip off that format. And it's not going to work. Because you can't duplicate the chemistry of Peyton and Eli. Same reason why the Rich Eisen Show works. Except when I'm here, I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich. one 204 rich It's not just Rich opining. It's Brockman. It's Del Tufo. It's the crew. It all works. It's the same vibe when the Manning cast is on, and now they're going to have to play nice with Goodell because you may want the commish to be signing off on your future endeavors. Although Manning has so much clout, talking about Peyton, and Disney is so desperate to make that relationship even more impactful on more platforms. If Peyton wanted to give Raj a hard time, I think Peyton's the only one who could get away with it. Okay, let's connect college football to... The NFL, because with the expanded regular season, typically if I was doing this show on a normal Thursday heading into the new year, be a lot of Black Monday talk. Who's getting fired across the NFL? Well, that's got to wait for a week because we got another week of the regular season. But whenever we get the news, and usually it starts bubbling up the night before the final Sunday of the regular season. There's always a surprise or two. Sometimes you get as far into Tuesday or Wednesday and a guy gets the bad news. We know there are going to be half dozen vacancies. We already have the two in Jacksonville and Oakland. I'm wondering, and I've read a few articles that led me in this direction, are we going to hear the name of Jim Harbaugh? Because clearly he has unfinished business in the NFL. When you lose to your brother, 
with the whole world watching when the lights went out in New Orleans in 2013 at the Super Bowl, that's got to be a motivating factor. And Harbaugh can say all the right things about being a Michigan man, having the mindset of a dream come true, the circle of life. He has restored glory to his cherished alma mater, getting him a Big Ten title, getting them to the college football playoff. But let's just play out some scenarios here. What if Michigan beats Georgia tomorrow? I don't think they're going to, but what if? And what if they take care of Alabama? Because we like Cincinnati's story, but they'll get crushed by mighty Alabama tomorrow. What if Michigan wins it all? Wouldn't that make Harbaugh more likely to be receptive to going back to the pros? Because he has nothing left to achieve, nothing left to accomplish at Michigan. So just file that one away. The phone is going to ring. Now, if we're just talking money, the insane compensation in college football is another reason that Harbaugh should hang around as long as he wants to, as long as his direct deposit is working. Just absolutely ludicrous compensation. Mel Tucker is a heck of a coach. You can't justify $90 million for Mel Tucker at Michigan State, and I don't care if it's a booster writing the check. James Franklin, Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley. These guys are making CEO money to be a college football head coach, and effectively, the justification is, that's what the real job title is. They're presiding over a business that's part of a billion-dollar industry. But I think it really comes down to wants and needs and personal motivation. And having been around Harbaugh just a little bit at my alma mater in Palo Alto, I will not play the Stanford card as a fill-in host. Yes, my career is going very well as a Stanford grad. Just threw that education down the sewer. Harbaugh is an intense cat, and that intensity is a fuel that does not go away. And I could see him laying awake at night saying, I got to go get that Super Bowl. It, it's all-consuming in terms of a passion. So a name I think you will hear, I don't know what he wants to do, but you can make a logical argument that if you win the national championship, you have achieved all your goals, go back to the NFL where he was wildly successful with the 49ers, plus now with the transfer portal, you're dealing with free agency in college football on top of what a pain it is to recruit these kids. In the NFL, all you do is consume football. And Harbaugh seems to be a myopic, driven, zealous guy. But even if Harbaugh's not in the mix, it's going to be intriguing to see beyond the foregone conclusions. And we know Jacksonville's open. Vegas is open. I think Chicago's going to open up. Matt Nagy should be shown the door, along with his GM, Ryan Pace, if for no reason other than the decision-making process that led up to the decision to trade up for Mitchell Trubisky, go back and do that draft again. You sure you don't want Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson? It's going to be fascinating to see what happens next year, getting more clarity in the Watson situation. But the Bears, other than standing on ceremony of not making in-season coaching changes, should have parted ways with Nagy a long time ago. Remember the report? He was potentially going to get whacked on Thanksgiving. Just because he makes it to the end of the year potentially doesn't mean anything. 
Joe Judge, I guess, is going to survive because we're talking about the dysfunctional Giants, even though they are going to find a new GM at last. Dave Gettleman seems like an interesting dude. I'd like to listen to his podcast, but how'd the Daniel Jones gamble work out? Still, because the Giants run their team like a family business and they have relatives throughout the organization, they don't want to contradict themselves Judge probably buys another year for himself because the Mara family does not want to admit they made a mistake. Double down on your incompetence. That always works well. How about David Culley in Houston? Vince Lombardi could coach that team. Do you look at that roster? Although, what does it say about the Chargers that they lost that game? And I know they didn't have Bosa, and I know they didn't have Derwin James, but if you're telling me you are a legitimate playoff team, you can't go to get... Houston, and get pushed around by the Texans. Cully seems overmatched, but I think he survives. Matt Rule should be updating his resume. We just talked about it with Josh Alper, ProFootballTalk.com. I think Zimmer is the fall guy if the Vikings don't make the playoffs, although the real concern there is Kirk Cousins is just the guy. You can give him generational wealth. It doesn't change anything, and remember – Cousins still has another fully guaranteed year next season. So if you're not moving on from Cousins, and I don't think they can, at least for now, you got to change something, and that leads to the possibility it's Zimmer. Vic Fangio lobbying for his job to start the week, but he is working for a GM that didn't hire him. I think Denver's got a strong probability of opening up. And then Seattle comes down to, do the Seahawks want a complete change. Should they push out Pete Carroll or at the age of 70, does he say, I'm not hanging around after this long and challenging season. I'm going to head back to Southern California, enjoy life on the beach, and get ready for the Hall of Fame. One hour down, another hour coming up. We'll get you ready for the national semifinals in college football when we say hello to Dan Wolken from USA Today, plus a lot more quarterback conversation. Focusing on the futures of Roethlisberger, Wilson, and Rogers. I am Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen. Thanks for sharing part of your day with us right here on The Rich Eisen Show.